host, Mark Turcott, and check out the end of the episode because there's going to be traveling back in time where I did this intro like four or five times, and it was a mess. Joining me on this episode, as always, Christmas Ellie. Chris, what's up, dude? I got nothing, man. <laughs> I got nothing right now. Oh, God, that was we – ha- we haven't had that in a while. No. You know, like we used to have like – our thing used to be on an old show, like computer problems. Remember, right. like it Always. was just like something would happen where, yep. like, mostly on my end, where uh, like my computer wouldn't <laughs> want to do the right thing, and uh, everything's been fine. Yep. We've never had like intro screw ups no, in a the long intro was time. Like, that's like one thing that like. Even throughout the day today, when we're getting ready to record, it always goes yeah. through my mind, the intro. And I'll be honest, today, it didn't. So this is the first time in a long time that I just, we just said, all right, let's start recording and just ran with right. it. And I just lost it. I, yeah. I was just a mess. So stick around. I'm going to include, I think, the, the um, what do you want to call them? Bloopers at the end yeah. of this episode. So stick around when the episode's over. Here's some of the bloopers here that happened in the beginning because they were just Is that a terrible feeling when you're, when you're like on the spot and- oh, yeah. The words just aren't coming to you. Fumbling, stumbling, <laughs> fumbling. But I, but the thing is, is I get like diarrhea of the mouth, so I just keep yeah. talking, and it's so all just who knows what's coming out. Even still on this ep- on the show, it happens all the time. I'm sure people tuning in, you hear it. it just, oh, I just start God, talking, and it's just if you don't stop talking, you'll just somehow dig yeah. your way out of the terrible hole yeah. that is there. Uh, but but if what's you're up? Put them at the end. That's great. Something about the Muppets was in there. <laughs> Some, I mentioned them. Well, because they mentioned the Muppets in the episode. He, he mentions the Muppet, the Muppet movie. Uh, but what's up, everybody? Thank you here for tuning into the Tardy Tardis. If you're new to the show, thank you here for tuning in. We are two guys who know nothing about Doctor Who uh, going through the reboot of Doctor Who. And on this episode, we're talking about season two, what we're calling, and Amazon is calling episode three, Tooth and Claw. And uh, so, Chris, we, we always start yeah. this out kind of talking about where, compared to the episodes, does this episode fit? We've decided we're going to keep it to the David Tennant season so far. So we're not going to go mm-hmm. any, more, any more back to the Christopher Eccleston. In terms right. of Tennant episodes, <laughs> so only the third one, where yeah. are you at? How are you feeling? So I remember messaging you after I watched this saying, really good episode. I felt like it kind of like fizzled out at the end. And not not to say like it was it didn't end well, but um, the first half of it, even more than the first half of it, this was like a spectacular episode. It had a lot of a lot of action. Oh yeah, a lot of um, it's creepy, real creepiness factor to it. Um, I, I love like a good werewolf story. So right off the bat, like I was really intrigued by it. And I don't know. I think when, once they got locked in that room. And he just seemed to like figure everything out like too quick for me. You know what I mean? Like he, he figured out like with the diamond thing and we'll get to all of it obviously. And then it just everything like they, they used like the first I think it was like a 44 minute episode. They used like the first like 36 minutes this big lead up. And then the last eight was just like a mad dash to the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I can see that. I, I almost um, wonder how much of this episode was written around them wanting to have Queen Victoria just in an episode, you know, because she's kind of mm-hmm. really the highlight. There's always a threat of the werewolf. I mean, we, we as an audience know, and even the doctor kind of starts to figure it out as things are kind of moving forward. But it's like we see so much of the queen kind of through those initial 36 minutes that it's like maybe they yeah. just wanted to have a way to have the queen, you know, and kind of pay homage. And then really, I mean, the whole payoff is... Eh, the queen and the royal family are a bunch of werewolves. 
Like that's really the payoff <laughs> of this whole episode, you know. Is but the the big thing I think with this episode, and and I texted you earlier once I watched it again today, is it's the Torchwood. Like we, yeah, where we are, we we even though we don't really know what Torchwood is just you and I, we know there's a television series based on Torchwood and we've, we've heard it referred to multiple times throughout right. so far up to this point. I think this episode will be an episode that we will at least reference the establishment of Torchwood. Right. You know, in the because, future episodes, definitely. Right. Because, you know, what she says at the end makes sense for the previous, not, not the last episode, I think the Christmas episode, the end of the Christmas episode when, she tells, you know, release Torchwood. Yeah, call Torchwood basically. or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah, that kind of makes some sense now as to what, yep, uh, what she said and why she wants to create what she wants to create and call it Torchwood. Yep. But again, we'll get we'll get to that. We too, will so. get to that. Well, let's kick it off here, I guess. Then with uh, the beginning of this episode, which uh, has a very different feeling, doesn't it? I mean, there it's like kind of coming across this field, and it almost, you know, once we we have this first encounter of who we we find out is. Um, uh, what's his name? Father Angelo. And uh, then it turns into like this crazy, what, Japanese kung fu movie. <laughs> like, or Chinese <laughs> kung fu movie. I don't know what it is. Like where it's just kind of all these quick pans where he's just attacking. Uh, who is this guy? Is, is he the, he's the steward of the house, right? That's kind of running the house. I, I think uh, they just call him the steward. But uh, all these monks like take off their robes and they just start mm. going at it in, in kung fu style invading this house. And I liked the, uh, you know, the, the action sequences were really good in this. They weren't yeah. like, uh, you know, too cheesy choreographed. Like uh, they did some up close, like make your head spin shots. But I thought overall they were like really, really well done. And like these guys were like pulled straight out of like the last airbender. Or if they were in the last airbender, it would have been a much better movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But you but, could, yeah, I mean, you could tell these guys are some pretty pretty extreme yeah. uh stunt guys because there's the one yeah. scene where all three of them are jumping and you can see just the one guy the way he's upside down and how he's kind of like looking at the ground and arching his back and just flipping over i mean it's right it's pretty sweet man like it, I, I actually cool. thought it was like goku or like master roshi from uh, dragon ball right. z and they're getting there ready to go. fight in their uh, orange gi i like that right uh and then and did it was you cool that they did make them all orange too like they really like stuck out because everything in this this setting and scenery is all just gray and they're just this bright orange like attacking everybody it's awesome yep. i love really the one cool scene the guy runs in the uh the kitchen where the women are there and he just rolls over the table there's the a barrel roll for no reason table. just Didn't do a barrel roll. Just runs over for no reason uh but but they just attack all the women that's one thing that everybody. i was thinking about it's like all right you're gonna take over this house did you really need to go in and like kick this or smack this guy in the face with your bow staff like couldn't you have just gone in i mean you you beat the guys in the courtyard i understand right do you need to like almost strangle the maid like is that need to be happening i think they're gonna um, subdue when you just kick the crap out of everybody out in the courtyard i think if if this setting was in 2019 i don't think that would have happened <laughs> but uh it's it was well, 1879 right yeah because yep. they wanted to go to 1979 yep yeah different different time period yep. so there was no Twitter and hashtag me too back in the yeah for people to rage. Nope. Uh, and then we get a shot of them when they, they wake up downstairs in the basement to the house. Right. And there's something in a does he say is a box? I mean we we realize it's a cage or first it's a, a cage, cage or something. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, something's in there. But they immediately but know. Do you think at this point is those the wolf, people know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they know? I don't know. I was wondering that same exact thing. And I think they well the guy says what's in there. Um. 
but is he just asking that, you know, hoping whatever, you know, and then when they see it, the girl just screams. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know because the, the guy who tells the story at the dinner table says, you know, this is, this is a story like 300 years old and it seems like it, it's specific to that town. No, like yeah. the werewolf story. It's, it seems so like it is. Must, yeah. They, they must know. And I think maybe he was just asking in hopes that he knows what's really in there and he hopes that it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So well, don't we learn later but, on that there was like, was it an asteroid or something fell near the monastery? Something like so that. So that's yeah. why the story I think is always there. So maybe they, maybe being native to this area, they know who or what yeah. that is. Cause who knows, even though it opens it up and it could, it's not in wolf form because the moon isn't out. They may at least know cause his eyes could be black maybe at that mm. point, you know? So I mean, what's her name? Lady Isabel just screams right? Um, just because she kind of knows who or what he may be. Exactly. Um, let's see. Then we cut back to the doctor, and um, they are back in the TARDIS, and they're going to try to go to 1979. That's where they're going to try to mm. steer to, and uh, what? Go see an Ian Dury, right? They're going <laughs> to go see Ian Dury at Sheffield uh, in 1979. <laughs> right. And uh, the doctor says 1979 was a hell of a year. He said that's when China invaded Vietnam. The Muppet movie came out. Margaret Thatcher. All kinds of different things. And uh, again, I, I just love them being playful like that. You know, like whenever they're excited to go somewhere, it's always just a cool. I don't know. I was Do you remember the one something. episode? Um, it was the Eccleston episode, and it was early on. It was either like the second or third episode, and it started with them on the floor of the TARDIS, just dying laughing. Yes. Yeah. And the, and they and they do that again right here. Mm-hmm. They do. If yeah. you see that, like like when the it's like almost when the TARDIS like like crash lands so to it speak. does like, yeah they like jolt forward and then back onto their backs and they just start laughing again for some reason that's that's funny <laughs> <laughs> i guess it's like being on a roller coaster you know what i mean like you're getting jostled well, can, can around we, can we so. talk about though right before that what the doctor is doing to drive the tardis he is hammering <laughs> some random cord with a mallet can we can, <laughs> can somebody please explain to me how you like how the TARDIS even flies like <laughs> he, I, we've said it before he's always pounding turning knobs like and, and in the end is you think he just does that for the hell of it like maybe you don't it has nothing to do like There's because we know the TARDIS is somehow self-aware I guess maybe if you want to say mm-hmm. like the TARDIS is just going to go where it's going to go and then he just does this for show like yeah I just like to bang a mallet like a you know like a monkey just pounding a rock like is that all he's doing and then just to because seem he's like man, he's doing something he's a man who acts like he knows how to drive basically <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and and is every tardis for the duration of this show like this malfunctional i like i just maybe in my head before we started this whole thing like i just thought the tardis was just this awesome vessel and it is but i didn't know obviously didn't know anything about the show but i didn't know that the tardis was this like infallible or it's not not infallible fallible yeah so is it always that way and that's like the the mystique of the tardis is it's just like it's this brilliant machine but it's really stupid because it can't go to where it wants to go Mm -hmm. i don't know and, uh, of course, they go to the wrong time. They go to 1879 mm-hmm. Scotland. Mm-hmm. And uh, immediately upon walking out, they're basically uh, told to, you know, stop what they're doing. They're sat there, sitting there at gunpoint. And, uh, Stick them up. What? Stick them up. Stick them up, yep. <laughs> and uh, I love the doctor. He pulls out the Sigic paper. 
or the psychic paper and uh, convinces Captain Reynolds is the guy's name. He convinces him that he's a doctor named James McCrimmon from the township of Palmery. And uh, he's got the Scottish accent too, which I think is great. And then I love yep. the guy. He keeps calling Rose that he's, that she's naked. Yeah, and he's great. like, Who's, what are you doing with this naked woman? <laughs> Just because her arms, she has like short sleeve shirts on and overalls. Overalls. It's crazy. Uh, Normal do, attire for 1879. I know, right? But we yeah. do find out. I mean, part of that, I think, is because the queen is with this guy, right? So he's he's yeah. kind of like, you know, if it, maybe if it wasn't the queen being with him, probably wouldn't care so much. But I think because the queen is there, he's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. And that's when we and, first. And, well, oh, yeah, because the queen says, let them through. You yeah, don't right. see her. You just hear her like behind these row of guys on horses as, you know. Let them through, and that's where you first see her. Yep. And uh, Rose, of course, apologizes for being so naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the, the queen's like, "Don't worry about it." She's like, "I have uh, many, many uh, daughters. What five daughters? Like <laughs> she's given birth to." And um, doctor shows her the psychic paper, and uh, what he 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 says that he knows that where she's going, right? Or at least he knows that there's been some assassination attempts on her life. Because isn't this where she says that they were? Because he, he says something about a train, right? Like, why didn't you take the train? And she said, um, a tree was down there. And he says, oh, an assassination attempt. That's why you're surrounded so much. Right. So. Yeah. I, I think you just, they, they want to give you the impression now that, you know, her life constantly is in danger, which probably was truth. Yeah. Back then. So I think yeah. they're just kind of giving you that impression. The doctor says, what, 1879? He says, oh, yeah, she's had at least, or she's had six attempts at her life. Mm-hmm. at that point and you know us mm-hmm. as, as americans man i have no clue about any any of that history that's there but yeah. i'm sure you know i'm sure there is some sort of uh history there <clears throat> which is interesting uh but she did say that we did call ahead and we do have a place where we're going to stay why don't you come with us and while they're on their way that's when they make a bet that they're going to be <laughs> able to get the queen uh what are they going to get her to say again what's the exact wordage i wanted to say uh, uh i'm not amused yeah i am not amused right so which I looked up, and that's apparently the thing. Like, uh, Queen Victoria did say that. Um, so it says, okay, it's said to have uttered this put down. We are, or she said, we are not amused to an equerry, I, don't know, I guess that's, a, I don't know, whoever that is, who told a rather too risque story during dinner at Windsor Castle. She was not using the royal we, but speaking on behalf of all the ladies present. Ah. So it's a true story that she actually said that. So um, yeah, I guess that... it would be I'm trying to think of like an equivalent to American history, like maybe knocking who, who got hit in the head with an apple. George Washington. Uh, so, didn't no, he... no, that was uh, who, gravity uh, who, who found gravity. But I thought George Washington is to do with no, an he apple. cut down the apple tree. Oh, he got down the apple tree. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So then it would be the equivalent of we met like Newton having like him get a hit, hit on top of the head with an yeah. apple. Or like Urkel saying, did I do that? <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. Because they're totally on the same page. Totally man. same page. Royalty man. and Urkel. Come on. <laughs> uh, let's see. They cuts to uh, Sir Robert. He's watching from the window as uh, Father Angelo goes out as his servant. Whoa. Snow mean. <laughs> What? Snoke. Snoke. Yeah. This dude looks like Snoke. He does look like Snoke. <laughs> Snoke from Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, but let's see. He sees them pull up, and uh, you know the queen gets out, 
And uh, I guess what, what kind of happens at the scene here? I guess so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Snoke. Man, well, I just saw. Yeah, well, the Snoke scene. <laughs> It's not his name. Snoke I just call him Snoke. He, uh, Snoke. you know, they're looking out the window as the the uh, queen is arriving to this this building where those monks took down, took out everybody, and he he's he's whispering to another guy who um, is saying, you know, Sir Robert, who it is, and he's yep. and he's saying, um, Robert's saying, I can't do this; it's treasonous. And then Snoke comes over and says. Um, you know, basically, like we have your wife, and and he knows that he's like, you know, your wife will suffer and your wife will die if you don't do this, and you don't know what that is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's basically taking him and turning him against the queen as the queen arrives. Yep. So. And so he, so Sir Robert goes out and basically lies to the queen and just says, oh, she's not there. She's taking the cook with her to the kitchens, or you know, she's taking, and uh, she's not here right now. They're she's out of town, and uh, you can see the doctor. You see him kind of like. Look at it like, okay, well, that that's kind of weird. Um, but the queen seems to not bother because she says that, you know, she loves this is her favorite estate or her favorite estate, I guess, from when uh, Prince Albert, who used to visit Sir Robert's father. So she's uh, pretty right. excited to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love so she- he tried to give her an out. Yeah. He tried to say, like, if you want to move on, that's fine. And she's like, nah, bitch, I'm the queen. Like, I'm staying here. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, oh, and please excuse the naked girl. She throws that in there. <laughs> but this is where is this where it. we get our first view that this is the Torchwood estate. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think we she knew that up to this that. point. She said, "Oh, we used to oh. love to come to the Torchwood Torchwood estate." So right. And that's what right that there. Way. I was like, "Ooh, is some, right. something's happening here." Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, this is where the doctor I love to, he calls Rose a feral child. He says, "I bought her for <laughs> sixpence in Old Town London." <laughs> I love it. Uh, he says and it was she, her, oh, it was her the elephant man. <laughs> and she almost got her to say, you know, I am not amused, yeah. but for no luck. And then a box comes out. And then the these uh, you know, the these guys that are guarding her take a box out of the carriage and the doctor's eyes like go up. He's like, "Oh, what's in there?" Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know. That. Mm. And they're basically told to put it out of their memory and don't think about it, which I always think is a funny thing to tell someone. Don't think about that. Yeah, because you're clearly going to think about it, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know right away because I think the scene right after this is, well, no, they go back to the guy in the box. But they do they do take that box and put it somewhere. So, like, they're setting the pieces for uh, this whole episode right here because what yeah. they go back to is the guy in the box the ma- or the guy the guy in the cage. Man, man in the box. Man in a box. <laughs> man in the box. Chains. Man in a box. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? Man in a Box. Saturday Night Live, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, um, Man in a Box. And the the dude in the cage basically just does the whisper thing, which is yep. like, for some reason, like one of the creepiest things that you can do. Yep. I don't know. Can why. we talk about real quick here, uh, Lord Isabel, or Lady Isabel, this is um, Sir Robert's uh, wife. Mm-hmm. Her eyes are crystal blue, man. You notice that? Like at first, yeah. I was thinking something was up with her, but it's not like this actress. That's just how blue her eyes are. Really? Yeah. Like I was like, I, does she have like blue contacts in? Like her eyes are just, I don't know. Like it kind of, really? she kind of creeped me out. Like in this episode, <laughs> I thought something was gonna be going on with her. There is a couple of times I didn't notice that, and I and I, I did. I just assumed it was they, like not you know they not CGI item, but they. Yeah. they Amplified them for some reason for the yeah, episode. Yeah, no. If you go because oh, Am- Amazon's cool. If you watch these episodes on Amazon, you can kind of like 
you see right. all the actors that are in each scene and you can yeah. see other images of her and other movies she's in. And that's just her eyes. That's how she mm. is. Crazy. Uh, let's see. And then we get a shot of them putting the box into a thing in, in the um, general saying, guard it with your life. And um, then we get the big scene of the telescope. Mm-hmm. And the queen kind of realizes like, oh, so this is the big thing, his big obsession that he had been working on. And we get a little bit of background on uh, Sir Robert's father and how he yeah, just basically spent all his money and everything working on this telescope. And it's funny, the doctor at first seems like all, all interested, like, oh, wow, this is great. And then he takes a look at it and he's just like, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> he didn't say that, Where'd but he's go? just like, oh, it's, yeah, a bit it's rubbish. garbage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Way too many prisms. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, Rose kind of shuts him down. That's kind of funny. What? <laughs> Rose kind of shuts him down. That's kind. It's kind of funny. She's like, walks over and like basically like, shut up, man. Well, he says he goes, "Am I being rude? Am I being rude again?" And she's like, "Yeah." That's <laughs> so just funny. How the goes, doctor, he has no sense of like, no, just manners, I guess. No, it's funny. And then what? She, that's when she says something stargazing. And he, he, she says, "Yeah, isn't it a bit fanciful?" Says you could not. Or you could easily not be amused or something. No, still won't say it. Nope. And but and then the doctor's reaction to her doing that is great. He just puts his head down. Just yeah, like, just a little smirk on his face. Oh it's great. Yep, it's great. Um, but I and but I kind of like you know the queen here kind of talking, saying that Sir Sir Robert's father was what he was trying to survey the infinite work of God, and she says what could be finer. Sir Robert's father was an mm-hmm. example to us all. A polymath steeped in the astronomy and the sciences, and mm-hmm. um, it was yeah, well versed in folklore and fairy tales. And uh, that's and again, what the doctor says. Stars and magic. I like him even more. Again, and this is just another piece that of you know this whole episode the, and the puzzle. Like I said, they're laying everything out in the early going because this is the focal point of the end of the episode. This telescope. Yep. So and, and, and even kind of setting up like. Torchwood again, you know, the fact that this is the home base because yeah. Sir Robert's father was already exploring and kind of like with Queen was saying, like he was looking to the stars to see what's up there. He believed in, and was very well versed in folklores and legends and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Sir Robert's father was like Tony Stark's father in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. He set up S.H.I.E.L.D. Basically. just like Sir yeah. Robert's father set up Torchwood. So right. that's who he is. Yeah. So maybe Sir Robert is Tony Stark. Is he going to be Iron Man? No, he's not. Does he make it through the end of this episode, Sir Robert? He does not. He does not. He dies. No. Yeah. Idiot. Wolf takes him out. Yep. Same thing but that happened the, to Iron Man in uh, Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um, but like at, right at the end of the scene, they're, they're tipped off about like, you know, this werewolf story, I think. Mm. And and the doctor, or what's he say? He goes. Uh, he says, then tell it. And then you see Sir yeah, Robert kind of look over was, at. Uh, uh, what's his name? Snoke. Who's the monk dude? Snow. Snow. That's right. Yeah, he looks back. Yeah. At Snow. <laughs> he looks back at Snow. Uh, it's and, well, this is, uh, you know, this is like, 1879, so Snoke's looking pretty good at this age. You know, he, he's, right? Yeah. He's, he's half his head's not gone or cracked or, open. No. He's looking all right. Um, and he kind of shuts him down. He, like Doctor, of course, wanting information. He's like, "Well, then tell it," like you said. And then uh, he he just looks behind him. Snoke gives him a look, and he's like, "Why don't we go to dinner?" <laughs> yeah, well, he's looking at him because so, he knows, man. If he says anything, that's not not good. You know, it, they got his wife. Yeah, they got his wife. 
But, you know, so. the queen says, yeah, you know, there's a full moon tonight. So she knows that, you know, if there is anything about wolves, tonight's the night to tell us that story. Right. So let's go have dinner and we can share that story. <laughs> uh, and then I love the scene of, uh, you know, you see Rose kind of going into a room trying to look for some clothes. Uh, it cuts back to um, what the monks doing something. We don't really know what they're doing at this point. At uh, this so point, you don't. You there's find like a little montage kind of, right? Um, yeah, they go back and forth between Rose going through a closet trying to clothe herself. Mm-hmm. And um, She's naked. Yeah, the monk's making uh, some drink that they give to the queen's guardsmen who drink it and promptly pass out. Immediately, but they're not dead though. We do find out later on. No, no, it just makes them knock out, I guess. Um, but then Rose finds um, the maid or one of the maids in uh, I guess Flora is her name. She finds Flora in the closet, right? And so Flora comes out of the closet. closet man well yeah <laughs> literally she comes out of the, closet, she comes out of the wardrobe when you right. put it that way it's and, like a lion uh, witch in the wardrobe she was in the, in narnia she's right. now out of narnia she's come out okay she's come back yep um and have we seen her before or was she always hiding in there like i don't know i mean if, if i don't we, i don't if we went back to those in opening scenes she may have been there was she in long. there yeah yeah but she's like terrified like she knows something's going on and um Rose was kind of cool. Like, this is the stuff that I don't get about Rose. I feel like she has more, like, bravado than she should. And Mm. she acts this way just because she's with the doctor. And so far, he's been able to fix everything. You know what I mean? Like, so she kind of, like, calms Flora down. And she's like, oh, come with me. Uh, You know, I can, uh, you know, I can help you or, or, you know, whatever. And Flora obviously doesn't want to go. But Rose is just like, no, like. Just come with me. Well, because well, like, dude, at this point, Rose doesn't know there's like guards dropping in the hallway. So like, she's yeah, just like, like, oh, let's go back and see the doctor. We, you can tell him what's going on, because she knows that the doctor will pretty much be able to fix it regardless. But she, but she doesn't know what they're, she's about to see out in the hallway. So right, yeah, stuff goes I south. guess that's true. I mean, I mean, that might be as the viewer, you know something's going to go bad. But if you want to put yourself into the position of like the, the character, they had, nothing bad has happened here yet. Mm-mm. But then again, everywhere you've gone, something has happened. <laughs> so why would you not anticipate Why would you not think, yeah. Happened? Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, can so. I say they show it? There's a profile of Snoke here. And his forehead mm-hmm. is weird, man. Look at his forehead. Yeah, it's... it's it's Which Snoke. One? He literally is Snoke. This guy. <laughs> he's, he is. Yeah, for those, go back and watch this episode. He's Father Angelo. His name is Ian Hanmore. He's Snoke. He's Andy Circus as Snoke. It's Andy Circus <laughs> with the green screen and all that stuff. Oh, is this where on. he's like looking out the window, you mean? Yeah, I think he's looking out the yeah. window. Or so. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's got like, I don't know. profile is weird. He has like an indent like in the middle yeah. of his forehead. You could like, like balance a quarter on his head. It's weird. <laughs> On his eye, on his brow. On his brow. It's crazy. Wow. Uh, but anyways, so then he goes in and he brings a drink. Um, Why well, He says, uh, your companion begs an apology, doctor. Uh, they go in, and this is when they want to hear the story about the wolf. And uh, you, he said, you promised us a tale of nightmares. And then this is when, what, this is, isn't this when they start going into it? I think so. Did they kidnap Rose yet or no? They did, yeah. They, well, they kidnapped okay. Rose, drag her away. Um, right, okay. Take care of her. And actually, that's right. That's when the queen starts talking about 
um, before he tells a story about her husband, basically, and how, like, you know, once you lose someone, you kind of become open to that. And she says that's the charm of a ghost story. It's not always just to scare people, but it's hope Mm -hmm. that you may get some sort of contact from the great beyond. And this is where this episode gets a little bit touching, man. Like, I've never thought of that. Like, if when you lose somebody and somebody passes away... You know, obviously it's a terrible thing and, and you, you always feel like, what what could I have said to them? What was my last conversation with them? But when you hear a ghost story, most people hear a ghost story and it's terrifying and scary. But like from her perspective, she hears it and thinks that that may be hope that she could be visited by a ghost. And more specifically, a ghost of her husband could reach mm-hmm. out and talk to her. Right. That's deep, man. Yeah. Like, again, Doctor Who. <laughs> deep in the middle of a, a zany episode about werewolves. Like, right. That's pretty crazy. She's and she That's says true. it's the creator's greatest mystery that we're allowed no no such consolation. You never. It's just God takes takes people out of your life, and that's it. You, you get no no closure. Basically, crazy. Hmm. Doctor Who getting deep. So so you like yeah. So basically, like you you don't. The communication is one way, and it's yeah. not from you. Well, well, it can be like you talking to them, but there's no like basically. And she says like, you know, the, the dead stay silent. That's she's, that's one of the lines she says, she kind of looks all sad and she says the dead stay silent. Um, I always say dead stay silent. And then, and we must wait. So she's basically saying like, you must wait to die and just hope someday you get to see him again. But when you hear a story of a ghost, when you hear about a ghost story, it makes you think maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance that I don't have to die and they can reach out to me if possible, if, if it's possible. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's I, when I, I was watching that scene, it like just struck me like, wow, like this little scene here in the middle of this episode really is like a deep, has some deep meaning to that. Right. Like, right. Because that's, know, that's true. Like, and what I'm saying, like it, 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 the communication goes one way, I guess. And in, in the first, when I said that, I was thinking like, well, it's only from, the spirits from the other side. Right. But it really could go one way for both ways. For both ways. Like they don't they know can't... how to reach out to you. Yeah. Like you can't reach out to them. Right. But when but when you if you're somebody that has that much loss and you're just that devastated, when you hear a ghost story of somebody seeing a, a you know a apparition or whatever, then you maybe there's hope. And maybe you still hold on. You know what I mean? Or, Dude, I'm gonna cry. Like it's terrible. Or, this is or when you do when you do uh, Ouija boards back in the day, like, <laughs> do you think maybe like you can come through an Ouija board? Like, I don't know, because we used to do that. We used to do it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a topic for another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, but that's when then it goes on from here to um, uh, what to do is so uh, she says, "Come begin your tale, Sir Robert." There's a chill in the air. And um, that's and then it cuts back down to the cellar and uh, we see Isabel and that's when we see his eyes for the first time, dude. This was when the episode gets creepy, man. Yeah, man. And that's when even Rose realizes like, something's not right. Right, right, right. Yes. This this is where I was getting to be like, this is this is going to be one of the greatest episodes that we've seen so far Um, right here because it goes back and forth between. Sir Robert telling your your typical wolf um, werewolf story mm-hmm. about livestock being shown up dead and stuff like that, but he keeps going back, and then um, 
doesn't it go back to Rose having a conversation with this guy? Well, she starts going over, and yeah, and like, Isabel's like, "Don't, don't go near him, child. Don't go near him." And, yeah, and Rose, yeah. see, that's what's kind of interesting is that I love Rose says to him, he's like, "She's like, you're not from Earth. Like, she's yeah, seen some things now. She knows. She's like, right, right. werewolves aren't a thing. Like, you're clearly like right. an alien of some kind. Like, I need to mm-hmm. know. Like, her interests now from everything that she's seen. I mean, she even asked him, like, what planet are you from? So it's I love that. Yeah, I love it, man. It's like that's kind of neat, you know, that she's kind of progressed to that. And, and um, that's what that's what he responds to. He he doesn't really say much until she asks that question, like, what planet are you from? And he responds with like, oh, like an intelligent one mm-hmm. or intelligence. And then they kind of start having this conversation. And she says, where are you from? And he says something about, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm from 10 minutes or 10 miles down the road. Basically, I'm just inhabiting this body. And what's what does he say? He says something about like it was like a ten year old body that he took just to cultivate. He, or something but he like does that. something. To, he says like I did something. Oh, I carved, I carved out his soul and sat in his heart. Oh, dude, <laughs> beastly man. That is rough. It's funny. Like yeah. I mentioned, I think the last episode I watched with my daughter, and we saw this preview, and she was just like, "Oh, I don't want to watch that." And I'm yeah. glad she didn't because yeah. that guy with those black eyes, like she would have been screaming every night she saw would be right. seeing that guy in the corner of the room hell i might even see this guy in the corner of my room tonight like it's scary as hell man yeah he's he creepy yeah you know, he drank a lot of coffee grinds too he hasn't brushed his teeth in a while yeah. i love the scene though when he's telling the story you know the doctor's kind of like looking at him and he's like oh you know it's not just merely a wolf this is a man who becomes an animal and his smile he just has like the a werewolf like he's all just like ah okay. oh i get it now yeah <laughs> Even the scene. Well, we'll get to it. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait, and I'll bring well, it back up. All right. Well, but, th- and then it keeps going through here, and um, that's when uh, what he says. You know, uh, I'm here for a purpose. And she said, you know, what what do you want to do, basically? And he says, uh, I would migrate to the Holy Monarch. So that's when Rose realizes, like, he's really here for the Queen. He says, with yeah. one bite, I would pass into her blood, and um, that will thus begin the Empire of the Wolf. And mm. I, dude, I didn't even think about it nope Until i didn't either that was said that we have an episode about a werewolf and we still don't know bad wolf man i mean we, we know kind of you know we know something about it but, but i the did Daleks not had nothing to do with, like that was the thing when you yeah. think back to it like we i thought that was all the setup <laughs> and when this whatever supreme dalek or i can't remember what his name was but they called him mm-hmm. like he's like oh i had nothing to do with that yeah that was just a way for rose to find a way to get to back. get back right. that was it but really, what is it still? We don't know. Yeah. I, and I didn't either. I, the mm. entire time, this is has a werewolf in the episode. And, you know, Bad Wolf was everywhere in the first yep. season. Didn't put it together until he said that exact phrase. I'm right there with you. Yep. And he says, you know, look into your eyes. You've seen it. And she says, seen what? And he said, the wolf. There is something mm. of the wolf about you. Is that is he does he know maybe that like she became because then wasn't that what they called her? Did she become the bad wolf? Was that the term when the TARDIS went into her? What was that? That wasn't what she was called, was it? I can't remember. I thought so. I thought that was maybe. It, yeah. But there, I thought yeah, there was no, still was. more something with the bad wolf, I thought, that we we're gonna see more. I don't know. Regardless, okay. it just really like hit me like, whoa. That the, yeah. so there's something about the wolf in this series that's going to be there. And I mean, Billy Piper did great in her acting here. I think some of the best actors yeah. she did looking terrified. Like we, we never really see her look scared like that. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was pretty awesome. I thought, right. Um, 
Uh, and then it cuts back, and uh, we hear this is kind of like I said, setting up the this um, shield, but Torchwood um, is him saying, you know, his father didn't take it as a story. He worked and did things basically knowing that this was a reality. And uh, again, this is just, I think it'd be the basis for Torchwood. It almost seems to me like Torchwood is going to be like just Earth's like supernatural police force. Like, like protectors, basically. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. we know the doctor can come up at any time, but like, he's not always here. And when he's not here, we need people to be a part of this and mm-hmm. fight off these monsters here on Earth, and that's just what I think they're going to do. Right. Um, but then, uh, you know, this is where Sir Robert mentions, you know, what if people stopped caring about God? Because this is when I think he mentioned how something crashed near a monastery near here, and he said, what if those people turned from God and started worshiping the wolf? And then that's when we get Snoke chanting by the window, and uh, the doctor started to realize that, and he says, well, what if they were with us right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the turn man starts to and happen. then the yeah <laughs> dude's face man when he's like basking in the moonlight yeah creepy crazy um but you know rose just jumps right up and immediately says like grab these chains like let's just start getting ourselves out of here right and um then she then he starts turning and a pretty good cg i think on this man i mean when, once I the face so. starts elongating a little bit it's a little bit cheesy but at least the when he's turning his head and all that <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was cool. Yep. But yeah, good on Rose. She got everybody to kind of like <clears throat> do the one, two, three heave ho thing and pull the bolts out of the, cause they're all chained up down there. I don't yeah. know if we even said that, but uh, they're all, yeah, they just can't run away cause they're all chained up. So she kind of um, gets everybody to pull the bolt out of the wall. And then we kind of find out like the, Sir Robert kind of like reveals, you know, he had to do this. They go back to the, the, the dinner party, and All he's right, like, "I had yeah, to yeah. do it." He's like, "I had to do this. I had my wife." And the doctors then goes up to Snoke and's like, "You know, where's Rose?" And he's in some sort of trance, speaking to the moonlight as the werewolf is changing. And it's it's a pretty cool scene. It just keeps going back and forth. Like the the tension is building, and now this yep. thing is here. And all right, now we're kicking into high gear. Like now, yeah. now obviously, we got to kill this thing. How's that going to happen? Because yeah. it's a beast. Doctor goes running in, runs in, sees the werewolf, and you know Rose. Well, first of all, Rose is like, "Where the hell have you been?" He turns, <laughs> looks at the werewolf, and he goes, "Oh, that's beautiful." Yeah, man, and that—that's what I was going to say earlier. Like, he just has a different way about things. Like, uh, this whole this whole time, there's a build up to this, and you know it's terrifying. And he walks in with a smile. Yeah, and then when it, it. it it stands up out of the cage and he's just like jaw on the floor and it throws <laughs> the top of the cage at him and then he dodges and runs. But like it, before that, he's just awestruck, jaw on the floor, just like, oh my god, this is great. Yeah, and I love how he still uses the sonic screwdriver on the door as he, he does, leaves. Yeah. Like like this thing can't just plow just through that. Tore through a cage, clearly gonna bust down this door. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts back to uh, the queen. This is when uh, Queen Victoria and uh, Snoke mm-hmm. are there and she realizes that he's the one that dropped the tree knowing she was going to be here. And he, you know, right. she says after, you know, six attempts on my life, um, you know, I am now packing some heat. She says <laughs> she pulls out her gun and uh, you know, Snoke does tell her that it took us a while to find you or find a time when the moon was going to be perfect there. But uh, he says, you know, I don't think so woman. And uh, she <laughs> says the correct form address of address is your majesty. And then she shoots him. Yeah. Kills him. Uh, we don't see him again, no. do we? No, I yeah, think she, but... this is, I mentioned it. She goes downstairs, I think, at some point, and someone says, where is, what's his name, uh, where's Snoke? 
I don't say Snell. I say, where's Father Angelo? And she says right. somebody like somebody else took care of him or he's disposed or something like that. She doesn't say I killed him. Yeah. But she did. I think that's just kind of like a, a weak way to off him. Because he just seems like so – I don't want to I mean, he does seem badass because he has some pretty cool like fight scenes in the beginning. And he seems like he's the leader of this whole cult. Mm. And just a simple gunshot from an old woman just did him in. I don't know. I thought it was I kind of liked him. I, kinda, you did? I did. I did. But I, I, I like the fact that the queen offed him. I the queen was, did it? I thought that was cool, man. Maybe I just wanted it to be more in, of like a grand fashion. Like there was some struggle. Maybe it was... Yeah, there wouldn't really be a struggle though between a badass monk and an eighty-year-old queen. Eighty-year-old so. queen, no. So she's yeah, packing gonna... heat, man. Right? Yeah, yep. it's right. awesome. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, Rose tells the doctor because the doctor says, "Like, did it say what it won- wanted?" And she says, "Yeah, the the queen, the crown, the throne, you name everything. it. He just wants yeah. everything." And um, so that's when he comes. Uh, what the doctor goes and meets him in the hallway, and the doctor kind of stares him down a little bit. And this is, dude. The doctor actually looks legitimately scared in this hallway scene. And when he goes back and grabs Rose, like, that's what kind of, like, I don't know, just kind of threw me off a little bit in this episode. Like, he looked somewhat concerned. Like, we've seen him in situations before, but it's like, when you have a hulking werewolf standing in front of you, like, that's pretty damn scary, man. Yeah, there's been scenes where he has said, like, the church scene, when they have those things flapping around. Yeah. Remember that? And he flat out told us, like, "I I don't know what to do. But they were like safe. They were in this church, like for the time being, they were safe. Like this thing's chasing them through the house. And dude, I, like I, I loved the CGI here. Like when, like right when he has that f- look of fear, and then it cuts to the werewolf like close up. Yeah, and it teeth. does that growl face, dude. That thing is, yeah, man. I would be shit in my pants too. <laughs> I, I think I think they did a great job making this beast look. Yep, they did good. Terrifying. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. And then they, uh, try to get everybody to go upstairs and, um, the doctor does his classic, like go upstairs. <laughs> Watch his mouth when he says it. It's great. Uh, let's see. And so they, uh, say what, there's nothing they can do. They all go running and what's going on. The women are all the maids and all that are all trapped. And, um, yeah, they're in the kitchen and they see the, uh, the rest of the monks in orange, kind of like standing outside. It's almost like you get the impression that they have like a perimeter around this building and they're all, Mm -hmm. they all got guns and stuff, but um, they find out something, not in this scene, they find out something about them really in a couple minutes, but we won't say it right here. Uh, Here's a scene where um, the queen comes out and here's where it is. And and, uh, she says, you know, Sir Robert, what's going on? He says, your majesty, you have to get out. And uh, he says, but what if Father Angelo, is he still here? The queen takes a deep breath and says, Captain Reynolds disposed of him. Mm. so she doesn't only just say like he's gone or whatever she blames him dying on somebody else she rats out (laughs) captain reynolds says captain reynolds disposed of him but she Mm. did it she's a murderer i would have owned up to that man hell yeah badass queen yep packing heat yeah packing heat and got some dolphins (laughs) (laughs) love it and her own atm yeah, in her, own, in her own ATM, that's right. And she could rob banks and just drive as fast as she wants. Uh, let's see, this is where, um, oh yeah, they try to get ready to go outside. And yeah, that's all the monks are there. Um, and I love the doctor calls them the monkey boys. <laughs> yeah. Says, oh yeah, that's right, we can't go by the monkey boys. So they go running back outside, 
And um, what? Then that's when they all go running up the stairs. We have a nice little chase scene of the werewolf chasing them up the stairs. Um, Captain Reynolds shoots them uh, briefly. Shoots the werewolf, and they all go into. Well, actually, this is when he's he's. Uh, is this Captain Reynolds? This is one of the um, Sir, not Sir Robert. Who is this guy? He's just a random general. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, he is, no, he's Captain it. Reynolds. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah, <clears throat> Captain Reynolds. And uh, he's basically saying like, get in this room uh i'll protect you and the doctor's like you know you, there's no way this thing's gonna murder you he's like i'll buy you time basically sacrifices himself so that they can get into this room but then this is when things get a little bit interesting because they do barricade themselves in this room and there's a great shot of the doctor like putting his ear up against the wall and you have the werewolf come up against the wall i love that scene Dude, man i i was gonna say like i want to find that as like my computer wallpaper it's sweet right because <laughs> that image is like so far that's been the best image Yep. I think in this entire show. I love this to do with them mm-hmm. that side by side. It's awesome. And then the doctor, you know, realizes that it's gone, but then it goes to another door because they realize that there is another way for it to get in, but then it's not coming in. And right. they're just like, why are they not coming in? Or why is it not coming in? And then that's when the doctor realizes that it's uh is this right when he realizes that it was the mistletoe? Um, I, yeah, pretty much. Cause, cause the girls in the kitchen are kind of finding, figuring it out at the same time Yeah, because they're, they're looking out the window because Ro- Rose is one that says like, you know, everybody be quiet and they're just kind of standing in this room and they hear it gro- uh, growling and, um, she's like, you know, what, 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 I don't get it. How come it just has stopped trying to come in here? And I think the doctor says it's something about this room. Right. Um, and then let's see. Oh, yeah. And then Rose tries to get a, uh, are you not amused out of her again? <laughs> yeah, still in the middle maybe, of all maybe this. Maybe bad timing yeah. for that. But um, let's see here. Oh, and this is where Sir Robert tries to say, like, I tried to warn you. I tried to give you an out, but, mm-hmm. you know, you weren't you weren't picking up on it. So let's see. Um, oh, what's he called? So the the the, the queen is like, I want to know what's going on here. All right. <laughs> like this is not stuff that is normal. And what is what does the doctor say about like he calls it? She says, "What is that creature?" And she says, "A were Rose says, or the doctor says, you call it a werewolf, but technically it's more of a lupine wavelength form. Heim. over form. I love it. I love how they have names for everything. Yep. Um, um, but then that's when it cuts to the kitchen and that's when, um, right. Um, uh, Isabel realizes like, wait a minute, like look, look all around. How did this all get here? And they realize that maybe the monks brought in this mistletoe to kind of control the werewolf or to protect themselves. Cut back to the doctor. He sees the wood carving and the mistletoe and then realizes that the walls, cause he, he licks the walls to he know that there's, the wall. he licks the wall to know that <laughs> it is, uh, what does he call it? It's, um, uh, here it is. He says, I wonder. He licks the walls and he calls it Viscum <laughs> Album. The oil of the mistletoe mm. is uh, is what's in it. It's all within the walls. And then he realizes like, hey, Sir Robert's father basically infused these walls with this. Mm. Um, and it's a trap. He says like, what if it's a trap for... Like or, a trap within a trap. Well, wait, <laughs> well, he no, says no, no, that no. a little bit later. That's later. That's right. Yeah. And so they need a weapon. That's right. And he says, you know, we want weapons. He says, we got a weapon. We're in the library. It's books. It's like it's the best weapons <laughs> in the world. Check them out. Check them out. <laughs> and he puts on his nice reading glasses and they go to town reading. <laughs> Which is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. I mean, 
I'd be looking for guns and stuff. But hey, if you want to read, go for it. Mm-hmm. That's when we see a shooting star fell in the year 1540. And uh, they're, of course, thinking that it's probably a spaceship that came down. Dude, wait. I, someone needs to uh, <clears throat> edit together like because he says something with the books thing. <clears throat> where he goes, uh, you want weapons? We're in a library. Books. And then he walks towards the bookshelf, <clears throat> turns around, and very like CSI Miami puts <laughs> on his glass. Someone needs yeah! to do like the <laughs> To get the Who song going. <laughs> Please, somebody who has editing prowess, do that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yep. And then uh, they he says that you know maybe just a single cell survived. So whatever this creature is, a single cell adapting slowly mm. through the generations, and that's going to come into play a little bit later with the queen possibly getting bit. Mm-hmm. She says she wasn't bit, but why it's taken so long for them to the royal family to possibly show their wolfness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that would be the Empire of the Wolf is, is I mean, essentially what could be going on there. Uh, but that's what it wants. That's what Rose says, that he wants the, the uh, Empire of the Wolf. And Doctor says, imagine a Victorian age accelerated starships, missiles fueled by coal and driven by steam and uh, leaving history devastated in its wake. So, you know, this is, again, I mean, I think we're kind of, you and I, I think we're already catch, not catching on to this. But the Doctor, it's like his job is to go into this situation and make sure what he just described does not happen. Right, you think that's like it? What? Like as the doctor, like if he, if they're not here and this plan follows through, everything he just said, the Victorian age accelerates. Then suddenly you have spaceships and fuel and all that, and it just totally devastates history. And he says, leaving history devastated in its wake. So the doctor is there to fix it. He's there to say, you know what, this situation, the TARDIS brought us to 1870 and 79 instead of 1979 because this terrible situation was going to happen, and right. I'm here to fix it. But. Okay, so, and here we go, down this rabbit hole of time travel thing. Right. So, say say in the beginning they did go to 1979. Yep. Wouldn't these events right here and now in 1879 have taken place? Wouldn't it have happened Uh, anyway? Maybe that's the point, though. They can't. The TARDIS won't allow it. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, if they were able to, then this wouldn't have happened because the TARDIS would have known... Dude, God, I hate this. I hate I time know. travel. I hate it all. Damn it. It's just, it's we too. We just got to go with it. You do, because there's too many questions that I don't think you can answer all of them. You can't. It's impossible to, because no. you can't answer that question I just asked. Like, no. if they had literally gone to 1979, this event would have happened. And all the stuff he just talked about would have taken place. Yeah. Multiverse, man. That means the only thing. Yeah. Ugh, I hate it. I hate it. All right. Just ignore We're everything. We're just going to keep going. Yeah, keep going. Here. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So then uh, let's see what happens. The queen basically says she's going to kill herself rather than let the werewolf kill her. Yeah. Okay. That's what. Yeah. She's going to kill myself, but I hope you find something for safekeeping. And then that's when she pulls out the diamond. Mm. And uh, she Rose says, "Is that the Koinor?" And she says, "Oh yes," and uh, pulls out the largest diamond ever. What I want to know is how come every time there's a diamond around, the, there's a female character named Rose to uh, <laughs> lose have it. something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Although we don't have a giant boat falling no. or crashing in this, but right. um, yeah, right. And uh, the Titanic, as far as we knew, didn't have ninja monks. 
jumping around. Maybe that's how <laughs> never it broke. Know. Yeah, you never true. Know. They could have jumped off that iceberg and broke it in half. I don't know. There was no iceberg. It was just monks that <laughs> kicked the shit out of the front of the Titanic. Frozen monks in the in the in the ocean, and then Goku on his Nimbus cloud came through and crashed through it because <laughs> they all look like Goku. That was terrible. Uh, let's see. <laughs> So then, um, let's see, she says uh, it's perfect. He says, now there's a fact that is perfect that Prince Albert kept on having um, the Cody arc, what, cut. He just kept cutting it. Right. Kept on he, cutting he, and cutting and cutting just to get it, like, perfect. He always said the shine was not quite right, she said. Um, he but, says, and he says this, for he goes, it was 40% bigger. It's crazy. He caught that. Like, dude, that would have been, I mean, this thing is big enough as it is. Yeah, forty percent bigger than this. So he just kept cutting it. He like wasn't perfect with it, or whatever the case may be. But he was smarter than everybody else. He was doing it for a purpose. And yep. uh, this is kind of where it turns for me because they're, you know, we we just kind of fast forward through everything now because he. What does she say? She says he wasn't happy. Like you said, he wasn't happy with the shine. It was something that was unfinished. Yeah. Right. She is said that what it was she unfinished. Says? And then the doctor right. says there's a lot of other unfinished business here. His father's research and your husband, ma'am. Like they kept coming here um, just trying to constantly. He came here to sought. He sought the perfect diamond. Hold on. All these separate things. They're not separate at all. They're connected. And then he starts realizing that, you know, what if this house is a trap for you? It's a trap within a trap. Right. And, um, that's when he kind of realized. Like, Basically, saying like he knew the that this this would happen, so um, he set up a trap within this house to trap the werewolf, more or less. Yep. He says, "What yeah. if they, uh, your husbands, believed all of this was true, and they dared to imagine all this was true, and they planned against it?" Mm. So they're like, "Oh, if there's a it's werewolf, cool. here's what we can do: we'll just lay a trap for the wolf." Right. right. And uh, and just at that time, the werewolf is crashing through the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> through yeah, the giant dome window yeah. that's up there right and uh let's see they go running and rose almost gets her head ripped off but uh lady, lady isabel throws some what was it boiling water she threw on it i think it was mistletoe um, water? like mistletoe water yeah. yeah yeah i think it was mistletoe water and the thing is like the odd thing about that is like the reaction the wolf has he like really like backs down and earlier when they when they first went into that room and discovered like mistletoe as to why he's not coming in. Yeah. Rose says something like, uh, he oh, he's allergic? allergic to it. And the doctor says he thinks he is. He thinks he is, yeah. So for him to have this reaction just to some, uh, you know, water that's been seasoned with mistletoe, <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 it just kind of confused me a little bit. I mean, bit, it could be, so. like I said, it could be boiled though. So regardless of boiling yeah. water, it's still going to hurt, right? That'll still hurt, right? It'll just boiling. scare the hell out of you. But he's able to still come back. I mean, he comes back yeah. and just chases oh, him he again. Does. He does. And um, that's when uh, Sir Robert basically decides to stand his ground and uh, get murdered by the yeah. wolf. He tries to do his right. thing. And then at this point, which this kind of surprised me, like Rose doesn't necessarily know what the doctor has planned. You notice that? He says, like, come on, lift, lift it, come on. And Rose starts doing right. it. She's like, this isn't the time for stargazing. And uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, it is. And, you know, usually Rose is pretty quick just to go with it. But it, I just, I don't know, for me, I was just like, Rose, come on, just just roll with it. You just know the doctor's not yeah. going to sit there and Stop. stargaze. Exactly. It, yeah. Stop asking questions. You know the man has a plan. Just roll with it. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Sir Robert gets wrecked. <laughs> and then um, we see the queen. She's holding up her cross. As uh, he's getting ready to bang on the door, and then what? They basically get it into sight, get the moonlight in there, which uh, the moonbeam just shoots 
through the telescope without the diamond, which I thought was kind of interesting. I thought he was going to place the diamond into the telescope. In there, right. But he didn't. So, like, they, it's basically like Sir Robert's father built this with the idea of letting a beam of moonlight come through it. And right. then the doctor just throws the diamond on the floor and it turns it into like a disco perfect, ball of moonlight. Like a perfect shuffleboard throw. He puts yeah. right in the center of uh, the moonlight beam. And uh, pretty He's cool a hell scene, of a though. curler, the doctor. He could oh, he yeah, oh, yeah. curl with the, the best of them. <laughs> uh, and cool scene, like the, the diamond like reflects off into the uh, werewolf, which kind of just lifts him up and like crucifix like style. Yeah, you notice that? Yep. Yeah. And um kind of like strips away like the werewolf and reveals, I guess, the 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 boy or the man that was underneath it. Mm-hmm. And he tells him to like turn up the brightness and just basically has he word it? Make it brighter. Yeah. Like just take me away from it or something. Take me or, yeah, kill me basically. Basically just just yeah. And the doctor kill. does it. Of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> he don't care. He just obliges. No. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then that's when we get the scene of the queen holding her hand and the doctor's like, your majesty, um, did it bite you? And she's like, nope, it's just a uh, splinter of wood from the door. It's nothing. And, you know, the doctor, you, you know, he's like, yeah, that's not what happened. <laughs> um, we, I, you s- don't see it biting her, though. No. Like, it doesn't really it's about to, you know, bitch slap her more or less yeah. <laughs> before he gets hit with the the moonbeam, but you don't really see him actually, uh, that's <laughs> great. Uh, that's a classic image. Yeah. He's, I paused but, at a um, perfect spot, but this is when we get a great moment of her basically knighting the doctor. She calls him mm. sir. Doctor of the TARDIS. I want that name, dude. I want that name. He's the sir dot doctor of TARDIS. <laughs> Um, and then she dubs, uh, Rose, Dame Rose of the Powell estate. Mm-hmm. Why is, why is it Powell? Is she Rose? Powell? I don't know. No, she's Rose Tyler. She's Rose Tyler. I don't know what the Powell means. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe guys, if you know that, yeah. email us. Yeah. Powell estate. But I love it. You know, everything's all great. And they're like, ah, thanks. Thanks. And all excited. And then instantly the queen turns and she's just like, and <laughs> get out of here. Like, I never <laughs> want to see you again. You know, like, I mean, she. It's, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Like, and that's what she says. But I'm not, I'm not amused, right? He says, you know, your wife is protecting you, or your husband's protecting you from now. And she's like, indeed. Then you may also think this, or then you may think on this also that I am not amused. <laughs> and then she says, you know, I banish you. And it's funny. The doctor's face is kind of like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that. Did you? Like, why? Because she, she says, yeah. Because she says, um, well, she says goes, they're, they're like they're working with like magic. Like I think she's she just thinks if you think of this age, time and age, man, people, they're real religious, Catholic Church and all that. And she's just like, I know, but but dude, like, if not for them, she would be dead, right? Like again, and like these events would have taken place whether or not they were there or not. Like if if Rose and the Doctor didn't show up, they wouldn't have have fixed all this, right? Yeah. So she wants to banish them because, as she says it, something about, you know, they carry with them magic. and Yeah, she I says don't know. They, they consort with stars and magic and think it's right. fun. Okay. Well, like, lady, you just witnessed stuff that happened whether or not these people were there. Wouldn't you want them there knowing that, like, this stuff is this is happening? I don't know. Just because you're getting rid of them doesn't mean you're getting rid of all of this magic well, that's happening yeah, in your world. Yeah, she says your world is steeped in terror and blasphemy and death. 
And uh, I think she's, and she says, and I will not allow it. So I think okay. what it is is like I think she she may think that they bring it. You know, like like if I, they're the here that... and they're dealing with magic and the, all the stars and all that stuff that they're basically right. going to bring it. And so ultimately, like, I mean, dude, she could have like sentenced them to death rather than do that. She's just like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to banish you. And then this is where she <laughs> says, you're banished. Now I'm going to create my own little force. So if people like you come back, I mean, she didn't say that to them, but she's like, you know, basically it's like somebody like them comes back. We're prepared. Man, I would have taken it the completely other way. If I was in her shoes, I would have been like, I don't know what the hell just happened back there, but I don't want it to happen again. So here I'm knighting you guys and you're staying right by my side. <laughs> she's doing it the other way. Like she, like, yeah, she could have knighted them and then just swung the sword and chopped their heads off. But yeah, she's going the other route. She's going like, I don't want you here. Maybe you're right. Maybe she's thinking like, I don't want you here because you bring it with you. Yeah. And just so we're on the safe side, I'm going to create this institute. So if you do come back, like you said, uh, we're prepared for it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just two completed ways of thinking of it. And I don't. I think she's going about it the wrong way. Yep. And you then want she, the doctor she awkwardly st- steps backwards and says, no, leave my world. <laughs> I just thought that was yeah. funny. Like she just steps back all crazy. It's like, okay, I guess. Uh, but then we get, uh, what Rose and this is when this one, the doctor says he starts starting to talk about hemophilia and how it was the Royals disease and how they don't know how Queen Victoria got this. He says, the funny thing is Queen Victoria actually did suffer from a mutation of her blood. It's a historical record. She was a hemophiliac, uh, says they used to call it the Royal disease, but it's always been a mystery because she didn't inherit it. Her mom didn't have it and her dad didn't have it. It came from nowhere. And so Rose says, so what you're saying is it's a wolf bite. And doctor says, maybe, maybe hemophilia is just a Victorian euphemism for being a werewolf. And that maybe, and go back to that one little cell, got into her, and now all the royals here moving forward, even current day, potentially could be werewolves. But again, we found out it took like 300 years to get to that, this point where we were here. So he Mm -hmm. says a single wolf cell could take 100 years to mature is what he's, he's saying now. So uh, maybe they'll be ready in the 21st century, which would be now, essentially. Yeah. So in the uh, the Amazon facts where you can get through the episode, mm-hmm. it says factual error. At the end of the episode, the Doctor Who, or excuse me, the Doctor Who, the Doctor and Rose are speculating as to whether the hemophilia in Queen Victoria's descendants was actually a result of the werewolf bite she received. However, her son Leopold had been diagnosed with the disease in early childhood, two decades before this episode takes place. Ah. The doctor also incorrectly implies that Queen Victoria has hemophilia when she is only a carrier of the disease. Of the disease. Gotcha. So, still still kind of cool, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a great way to just kind of tie it in there, you know. And playing with history. Yep. Yeah. A different way to look at history. It's kind of cool. Uh, and then the TARDIS takes off. And actually, and then this is, oh, wait, this is where we get the great scene of them basically setting up the Torchwood thing. Yeah. Yeah. Of Torchwood. Of her, you know, this is where we see the Torchwood house. And, and uh, she says, your husband sacrificed the ingenuity of his father. They will live on. And uh, Isabel says, how? And she says, I saw last night that Great Britain has enemies beyond imagination. Uh, and we must defend our borders on all sides. So she sets up. She says, I propose an institute, the Torchwood Institute. To investigate these strange happenings and to fight them, I don't get it. Like you're, call you're, it you're Torchwood, the Torchwood you, Institute. But you're, she's all backwards on it, man. Like, and if this if, doctor should return, then he should beware. Hey, here's here's one for you. Yeah, 
um, she says torch. It, it, so, and what's crazy, dude, is like she's really setting this up to battle the doctor. Almost. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's yeah. crazy. Like, that's kind of her logic here at the end. It's not necessarily just strange happenings. Of course it is. I mean, she does say that. But then she says, if this doctor returns, we'll be ready. As if thinking the doctor is going to th- come back and threaten Torchwood. Right. He just helped you. I don't, I don't know, man. That I don't get. I don't get that. that I don't I don't understand that part of it. No. But. No. And maybe it's just that we know about the doctor. You know what I mean? Like, right. we've been with him for over a season now so we're old pals we know he means well she obviously doesn't Mm -hmm. so it's only gonna be her demise yep (laughs) yeah (laughs) she did yep uh let's see then we get our next time on and we're going to school in this next episode i love it we don't get a time frame but it does look like we're we're at least in either modern time or what 70s 80s maybe i would think i mean even 90s maybe yeah um but uh, something's going on in Lunch Lady Land, I think, in this one because uh, there's something. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's some uh, food <laughs> weirdness going. Rose is a lunch lady. Doctor's teaching a class. There's some weird, creepy principal. There's like what a golem or a goblin or something flying around. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know what it is. It's gonna there's... be great. Looking like it's gonna be a classic episode. I think. I, I'm beginning to love the fact that these uh, next time on give you nothing. Yeah. I've, I've given up on trying to figure out what they're about. And uh, I love the fact that they're just completely random. It seems like they just, they knew they have to put these in at the end of the episode. So they just randomly take real like quick clips and just mash them together and be like, well, these are going to be clips that are in the next episode. So technically it's next. We're not going to have it make yeah. sense. Yep. What's the thing where he opens up? Like, it seems like they open up like a, a, a cabinet. There's a little dog. Said, canine. No, he, is it canine? I think it's canine. Yeah, I see it on screen right now. Canine. <laughs> it's great. Love it. Well, you know what? It's great. Like when we started this podcast, like mm. these next ons, we would be dying and be like, it, everything in it was surprising. Yeah. Nothing is surprising about really Doctor Who anymore. Like, yeah, I that's think true. I think that's part of being a Doctor Who fan. Like, it really doesn't surprise you now. Like, you watch that, and if that was the first ever next time we ever saw, we'd be like, "What the hell is this show? What's There's going a on? robot right. dog and goblins right. flying and kids in a school and a creepy principal." Now it's just like, yeah, no, yeah, that, that's the next episode, of course. Yeah. Like, it just makes sense. Yep, that's how the show goes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I love it. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, but let's get into what kind of trivia we got. Um, let's see. So Torchwood is found in this in the story, like we said, thanks yep. to Queen Victoria's dislike of the Time Lord. Uh, they mistakenly marked the Doctor as a threat, despite his helping humanity, which yes, is exactly what we were talking about. In the very episode, uh, he helped him. Yeah. Uh, Rose tries to get the Queen to say, we are not amused. However, she ends up saying, I am not amused. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we? I got to scroll down a little bit. Let's see. Okay. David Tennant uses his natural Scottish accent at various points in this episode. The only nice. time in the series that he did so. I didn't even know he was Scottish, but that's kind of cool. Um, uh, Michael Duncan and Jamie Seaves were unable mm-hmm. to attend the read-through for the story, and their parts were read by David Tennant's parents. That's awesome. Who, who happened to be visiting the Doctor Who set at the time. Tennant told reporters at the series press launch, because it's set in Scotland, they were delighted to be asked to to read in. My mum played Lady Isabel and my dad played Captain Reynolds. They were um and they were in Seventh Heaven. 
and they were genuinely cheesed off <laughs> when they didn't get asked to play the parts for real. I was like, chill out, mom and dad. Back in your box. <laughs> okay. Um, the doctor identifies himself as Dr. Jamie McCrimmon in the township of was it Blamory? Is that how you said it? I think so. Ba- Blam- Ballamory? Ballamory? Ballamory. Ballamory is the setting of a CBBS television <laughs> television program, which designed for preschool children, has gained a cult following in the UK. Nice. Kind of funny. Um, in the same conversation, the doctor holds up his psychic paper and states, as you can see, a doctorate from the University of Edinburgh. I trained under Dr. Bell himself. Dr. Joseph Bell was a real-life lecturer at the University of Edinburgh. Sir Arthur Cohen Doyle also served as his clerk, starring, starting nice. in 1877, is said to have loosely-based fictional detective Sherlock Holmes on Dr. Bell. Ah. Kind of cool. Um, uh, that one doesn't matter. Let's see. Uh, okay, this int- this episode introduces the reoccurring joke in which the doctor, aghast at his companion's awful attempts to ad- or at adopting local accents, which was yeah, when Rose tried to do the Scottish Terrible. accent, that was yeah. kind of funny. <clears throat> Quietly hushes them with a "Don't do that." Uh, Martha Jones gets the same treatment in the Shakespeare Code, which we don't know what that is, and the in- Infinite Quest, which we don't know what that is. Uh, while Donna Noble, who we don't know who that is, is on the receiving end of the Unicorn and the Wasps, which we don't know what that is, and Midnight, which we don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff there. But I guess it's just like, I guess that's a running joke now. Like they try to pick up the accent of wherever they are and don't he kind of that. shuts them down. It's kind of funny. And uh, the werewolf's defeat follows the old philosophy. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. However, what does what makes you stronger can also kill you. And that's what happens. And nine point two four million people. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, 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 that's up. That's a good one. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Had to be the werewolf, man. I think people were just ready to see a crazy monster like that. I, I, mean, I think people like a good werewolf story. It's almost yeah. like you no, know, we were in that zombie phase for a while. Mm-hmm. I think there's always room for a werewolf. So. Yep. We know when the date was that this aired. Was it like uh, Amazon uh, saying October? That's not right, though. Right? But yeah, Amazon. Because I'm I'm just trying to think if it is October. I mean, it would make sense if it's like well, Halloween. If it was around like Halloween. Yeah, and people are just like, no. Oh, because if you look at the next sewer reunion, that says April 29th. April, so yeah, premiere it broadcast been, April 22nd. It would have been April. Okay. Yep. So. Uh, all right. Well, the next episode we we kind of talked a little bit about the next on is school reunion. And I'm going to read this one. It says, uh, the doctor investigates a contemporary London school, which is being haunted by strange bat-like creatures at night. While at the school, the doctor finds his old friend, Sarah Jane Smith, already working undercover. That's interesting. Both have old scores they must settle, and Rose discovers the true legacy of being a Time Lord's companion. All right. Who is Sarah Jane Smith? We haven't seen her yet, have we? No, we have not. His old friend. His old friend. And so she discovers the legacy of being a Time Lord's companion. Is Sarah Jane Smith an old companion? I, I, dude, I, his old friend. You're wow. asking the wrong guy. I, I don't know. We're gonna find out. <laughs> next, We're gonna find next out. Next episode. That's awesome. It. Awesome. This could be this. This could be a like a season of getting some answers. Yeah, you know, well, we're deep, man. So, we're in some who now. I know. I know. Uh, all right. Well, everybody here, thank you here for tuning in. Do not forget 
Uh, let's see. You can email us. The Tardy Tardis Podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails, guys. Please email us. Just yeah. enjoying the show. Um, what can we do better, even? You know, any comments you have, anything that we've gotten wrong, send us corrections or just random things that we question on here. Obviously, don't spoil things, but anything, um, trying to think what were we some of the things we brought up this episode. Just clarify things if you want for us. Uh, you yeah. can follow us on Instagram at Tardy Tardis Podcast or on Twitter at Tardis Tardy. And like I've said before, however you're tuning into the show, please like and review us on those platforms. It always helps move the show up the rankings and help spread the word for the show. Because right now we're kind of in that state where we we want to spread the word, but we don't really know how to promote the show really <laughs> more. So if you have other friends that watch Doctor Who, let them know about it. If you're on Who forums or the Doctor Who Reddit, po- Reddit page, uh, post it. Put it out there. Yep. Let people you know who like Doctor Who uh, help spread the word about the tardy tardis and have them join us on this fun adventure so love it chris what do you got here at the end anything nothing man i i uh i'm looking forward to that, that episode after i don't read those summaries until you read them awesome i don't either so i i had no idea it was about the companion and when i when i saw the um the uh the next on or the next week or whatever we can call yeah. it i was like uh you know even though we say like uh, they don't really give you a lot I like the episodes where they're either in the future or in the past. Mm-hmm. And the ones where they're in the present, I'm like, ah, I'll do it. And then usually those are like sometimes the best ones. So they are, far. yeah. So we uh, get a shot of Mickey, man. And Mickey's Our in it. Our boy Mickey's coming back. So Mickey's in it. Rose is a school cook. And we're going to learn about a companion. So I <laughs> think this is going to be this is one of those episodes where like what you see, you're like, yeah, this will be, you know, just a fine Doctor Who episode. But I just have this gut feeling now that it's going to be a, a great one okay. and a lot of like revealing stuff yeah awesome because this one it was like you saw the werewolf you're like yeah this episode is going to be great it's going to be good werewolf yep. yeah yeah and this one you know rose is handing out french fries and you're like yeah. <laughs> awesome all right everybody well thank you here again for tuning into this episode and with that I'll catch you next time hey time it is that's right it's time for the tardy tardis the only doctor who episode coming to you from 1879 which did not is not the year when the muppets came out my name is mark Trigger, and this is the worst intro of all time so we're gonna do that again <laughs> boom you know what time it is that's right it's time for the tardy tardis and we're going back in time because this is the second time i've tried to do this interview this interview <laughs> boom you know what time <laughs> I should put all these at the end of the episode, man. (laughs) (laughs) Boom! You know what time it is. You hear my voice crack right there. That was a little terrible.